1: That's 800 278 1738.
2: Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on!
3: How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Look at me. I'm in the dark. What do you think about that? Watch this. I'm snap my fingers. And these lights are going to come on. Ready? Shazam! Snap! Snap! Uh, who cares? There we go. Huh? Let there be light! All right, where were we? Hey, it's money here on this show. we got a lot to talk about. I just got done with a filthy Tom Lawler show. I already have no voice. My throat is all gunky. And uh, and I talked for an hour, so uh, we're going to do our best here today. But you know, we got a lot of news to talk about. Not the least of which is because it is Monday. Monday Night Raw is tonight. The return of Logan Paul cody rhodes responding to brock lesnar and plenty more so we to tell you about that here today on the show cody also talks about the end of his run in AEW with sam roberts so uh, we'll get into that here today mexico wwe in mexico they sent out a press release a lot of press releases about international business do i need to tell you why or can we all just figure this out on our own We got notes from uh, AEW, there's uh, one of the wrestlers working as a producer, it is Orange Cassidy, we'll tell you about that. And then uh, all of the shows that I was able to see this weekend, which uh, was not all of the shows. I saw Smackdown, and I saw Rampage, actually, I watched Rampage, and I saw Collision, and I saw the Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor pay-per-view. So we can talk about all of those shows today on the program and plenty more. If you'd like to text us here today, 425-780-7566 is the phone number. That is 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com. And uh, F4W Online on Threads, Instagram, and Cameo. At Brian Alvarez on X. X. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
1: That's 800-788-1495.
4: I don't even recognize myself anymore.
2: I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever.
4: Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill,
2: but I
4: was out of options.
2: I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help.
1: That's 800-378-3508. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline.
0: President Biden recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history. And guess who pays the bill? That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact.
1: You
2: are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian
3: Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Just took some honey. We'll see if that helps. My voice is shot. That new
5: invention, honey, that you just found out about not long ago. I think
3: I got some bug or something, and that's why I i just don't have my usual voice. I lost it during that filthy show. But anyway, hopefully you're ready to talk here today about all of these big stories. Did you watch everything or what? Not even close.
5: What did you watch? I watched uh, Collision. And I watched about uh, 48 matches of the G1, so that's how I spent my time. The other little bit of time I had, I decided to spend it with my own family as opposed to the NOI family, so I did miss SmackDown. But, uh, yeah, I'm
3: doing my best here to try to keep up with everything. (laughs) Actually, you're not. What do you mean? <laughs> your exact speech was that you watched virtually nothing, but then you said, "I'm doing my best to keep up with everything." Well, I'm doing I'm doing my best to keep up with things. See, I, you know, uh, there's only
5: so much time in a day, and I only get paid so much money, so there are things that actually have to take a back seat once in a while. Well, sure, maybe you'd kinda, make more kinda money kinda like, if you watch more of this like crap. Kind of like this show took a back seat apparently in your life on Friday. What happened there? Where
3: were you? Where were you? Well, I was I was being friendly. This is where I was didn't that get you in trouble once I uh anyway, don't want to talk about it, so uh raw tonight we have got Logan Paul returns set up that match with ricochet. You to watch this show?
5: <laughs> Do I have to? Yes,
3: all right, Cody Rhodes will respond to Brock Lesnar. We will have a Seth Rollins Finn Balor contract signing, which apparently is not rules of engagement, but it is. Tommaso Ciampa faces Bronson Reed we'll have a Drew McIntyre Gunther face to face and Becky Lynch and Zoe Stark it says here on the front page Lynch gets a rematch against Trish if she wins talk about bearing the lead who wrote this? you don't watch the shows? the bigger step is if Zoe Stark beats Becky Lynch tonight Becky must get Thank you, Trish, tattooed across her chest.
5: Yes, why was that not noted there in the That's a
3: pretty big thing. Like, rematches happen all the time, brother, but a tattoo on your chest, that's forever. So that's the storyline coming up for Raw here tonight.
5: Tattooed Trish.
3: Yes. Thank you, Trish. Tattooed on her chest. Oh, my. Am I going to puke? No, I'm not going to puke. I just drank a, I just drank straight honey. It's taken a while to go down them tubes. You know anything about honey?
5: I was going to say, wait, you, you sound like you have a throat issue, not a stomach bug, for heaven's no, sake. No, I have a You're throat gonna...
3: issue. I can't talk. I've lost my voice. It's terrible.
5: That's awful. Oh man, yeah, I'm really broken up and sad. Why
3: you shut up and talk about the G1 then? Give me a break here.
5: (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm going to assume that you saw nothing of the G1 from this weekend, correct? You can go ahead and absolutely nothing, nothing. darn thing well, that's that's too bad for you because Eddie Kingston and Hanare actually had a a banger uh let's see what day is it here it would be yesterday on Sunday they had a pretty damn good match probably the best match of that show and the one, if you haven't seen it from a couple of days ago, is Okada and Taichi from June 21st. The last three matches on that show were, I thought, pretty excellent. It was Umino and Kiyomiya and Sonata and Suji in a rematch. That was the main event, and they were both very good. But Taichi and Okada was awesome, and Taichi really is one of the more he really is underrated it's just because there are so many great wrestlers around and you see so many in aew and wwe on a more regular basis that sometimes i think to the general fan they have no clue about taiichi and he slips under the radar but if you haven't had a chance to see him watch that match with okada it was spectacular when about 17 minutes so they, I mean, by by far, the matches with Okada, of course, have been some of the best ones of the tournament. The young Lions going at each other has been very entertaining as well, too. They're making sure to really kind of protect Shota Umino. He did lose to Sonata, but he has looked really, really strong against everybody else. So, yeah, there's been a lot going on here. Zack Sabre Jr. has been great. Uh, Will Ospreay and Yoshihashi from a couple days ago was really good. El Fantasmo. Who has been blanked so far. Uh, that's very disappointing for He's me. He's been thought, blanked. Yes, he has. That
3: sounds like something that you can't say on the radio.
5: Well, that's well. If you if you're a big fan of El T- Fantasmo, he has been blanked by the New Japan Booker's then because he is right now at zero points. So uh, I, 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 he can't. I don't know if he can make it to the finals. He can go on a run here in his block, but I think times are tough for LP. That's it. I can keep going if you want. Yeah, I'm keep noted going for to talk a, while a little
3: here. Bit. Just go. Go for a while. <laughs> what you Then I'll make my comeback. Don't make me oh. talk more. Just go.
5: <laughs> Jesus.
3: You All right, I'll go. Baby. No, because you're a baby about this.
5: When did this when did this come I'll, on? When I'll just hey
3: listen, I'll be happy to just keep talking until I got nothing left. Orange Cassidy as a new role in AEW.
5: i thought you wanted me to continue talking about the g1 you want
3: i did but then stories? you just started yelling at me you're gonna talk about it or what
5: i thought you wanted to talk about the wwe press release you sounded pressed about that at i'll the beginning do that of the later well, what do you now we got to set up things here what if i wanted to talk about that at the beginning of the show oh well, now you don't want me to talk are if you going to talk watching- about
3: the g1 or should i keep going
5: Go ahead and keep going. Oh I was done God. with the G1. When you can't talk with anybody about the G1, what do you want me to do? Match breakdowns? You want me to go move by move? I gave you the highlights of a bunch of matches that I thought were good. This past last weekend, WWE
3: was in Mexico oh, for Jesus. a pair of house shows. They issued a press release on Monday touting the success of those shows. stating they were the promotion's best attended and highest grossing events in Mexico in 12 years. Last time WWE had televised events in Mexico was 12 years ago, October 2011. They announced a back to back WWE Super Show events at Arena Ciudad de Mexico. Ciudad? In Mexico City. Ciudad? And Arena. No, I'm the Mexican here, not you. Would you shut up? <laughs> now, all now, of you want to talk? <laughs> That's the other half. Now, Arena out Mexico of you. in Monterrey Jeez. broke records. For WWE's highest attendance, highest-grossing live events in 12 years. Mexico City broke venue records. Highest attendance, highest-grossing event ever held at the Arena Ciudad de Mexico. In addition, setting a record for the highest ever WWE merchandise sales in Mexico City. 25,000 spectators across both nights saw all of these wrestlers. (laughs) So if you guys haven't figured this out yet, they're they're petty. And before you get mad at me for saying that, that is actually from someone in WWE when they saw this press release. Who's they want you petty. to know, they want you to know that it doesn't matter what AEW does in Wembley. It doesn't matter what they actually didn't do in Canada. WWE runs the world. And they're going to let you know how they do when they go to Canada here soon. They're going to let you know how they do in Mexico. They're going to let you know how they do all over the place. Because they want you to know that they run international professional wrestling.
5: And how is that any different than anything they've done before? Sure, it's a little bit extra petty for those people there who are extra petty and love pointing out things about AEW. And those people know who they are. But it's not like this is unusual for them to tout their success, especially at times where they'd like to do – they'd like to make money, basically. And with India, with the UK, with here, with their TV deals coming up and all that stuff, they want to make sure that they're putting their best foot forward. They want to make sure they pump out all these press releases to all their possible prospective investors and to everybody who has already sunk money into them into letting them know that, yeah – We are the place to be, and then soon we're going to have joint UFC and WWE press releases touting the same thing, touting how great TKO is as a major ringed sport, a major canvas matted juggernaut that they're going to be. You know, this is really nothing unusual, although it is a little bit of icing on the cake, I'm sure, for those people there who just like to throw this on AEW. I mean, it's a fact. WWE dominates Quebec and dominates Canada. They have for 30 years. Nothing new now.
3: Back in a moment, Observer Live.
6: Right now.
1: Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800 965 1295. 800 965 1295. 800 965 1295. That's 800 965 1295. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. 30 day money back guarantee 800-867-6917 800-867-6917 800-867-6917 That's 800-867-6917 You are listening to Wrestling Observer
2: Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back at the show, Brian Alvarez here,
3: Wrestling Observer Live, uh, Mike Zimber-Vivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Well, I guess we could talk about these shows, because there were a lot of them this weekend, including many that Mike did not see here. But don't worry, I saw them. I saw this SmackDown show. Screw you. Which, by the way,
5: Seriously.
3: aired on FS1. And while we don't have the numbers... FS1 yourself. It appears it did the highest number ever on FS1, which was almost certainly because of the Rules of Engagement segment, which is a fancy way of saying a contract signing. Although, now that I think about it, they never signed a contract. Because what's happening is, at SummerSlam, it is going to be Tribal Warfare. What does that mean? Well, it means anything goes, and the winner will not only become the WWE champion, the undisputed World Heavyweight Champion, or whatever they call it, but they will be the Tribal Chief. So, apparently the elders have okayed this. If Jey Uso beats Roman, he is the new head of the table, and also the champion. And uh, it was a good segment, but it was not as great as uh, some of the recent segments they've had. And really, the only other thing on the show that I would say was uh, was quite great was the uh, the Dominic Guerrero, Dominic Mysterio, every god darn time I do that. Dominic Mysterio, uh, the match that he had with Butch for the North American title. this was eight minutes of Joy. Because Butch took this bloke apart, just tortured this poor guy, and then pretty deadly came down to ringside. Elton has a separated shoulder, but he is in a wheelchair. And uh, everyone went after him, and then his best buddy, Kit Wilson, ran for his life, left poor Elton there. And when Elton found out that he was in big trouble, he began sprinting to the back. He was magically healed. And then uh, Rhea chop-blocked Butch, Dom posted him, pinned him. And uh, I enjoyed this segment quite a bit. Now, as far as the rest of the show, we had a uh, we had the four-way, L.A. Knight, Sheamus, Ray, and Cameron Grimes. They went 19 minutes, and uh, it was a below-average WWE four-way match. It was like, this was not thrown together at the last minute, like they announced this a week ago. But, man, everybody was just... At a position, who's doing what when, and I just it did not come together the way it should have. And uh, you know, last week they had L.A. Knight doing the big speech. This week, L.A. Knight got the superstar entrance. He was the last guy in, and then uh, Ray won. So uh, Ray and Santos Escobar are in the finals next week, and the winner is going to get a shot at L.A. No, at uh, Awesome Theory for that uh for that title he's got and hopefully somebody takes it off of him because i don't know man austin theory also had a match on this show with santos escobar and it's like santos looked great and it was exact same austin theory he just does the exact same moves he does the exact same everything like he gets the exact same reactions there's nothing about him That has gotten any better or any worse. He's just like completely stagnant in this role as champion. It has not gotten the title over. Like nobody cares about this title, so it's time to go with somebody else and see if maybe that can light a fire to the guy because he ain't doing it for me right now.
5: There's no way Austin Theory can be moved back down to NXT. I would not move back to NXT,
3: but I mean,
5: you see, here's why. If he disappears for a while, I don't think anybody's going to miss him. If he loses that U.S. title, maybe loses a match on the next SmackDown that happens after that. And then he goes and starts to go back down to NXT to do something. Even, you know, you can play it up like he's just there for a short time, but like something's got to give. When he was on commentary two weeks ago, he added nothing. Like there is nothing. And not only
3: that, Mike, not only that, he added nothing last week. Well, he came out during the opening match here. They didn't even put him on the headset. They made him sit there and not talk. Can you imagine maybe you shouldn't talk for a
5: little while after that one you know i think the fcc might uh t- might take us out a little bit on that one maybe you need to calm down a little bit did here. i drop an
7: f-bomb Dom? i
5: can understand that austin theory to the kind I? of you emotion totally and austin did. theory may want to listen to this show golly so some
3: emotion dang it what was that dumb? <laughs> <And,
5: laughs> no nah, you you dropped a tony Khan style f-bomb right there
3: what this Austin awesome theory no wonder i don't like this guy
5: you know what? We didn't have Golly, a Golly, I apologize. We're, we're making up for it by having a Friday show on Monday. It's Off the honey. It's the honey.
3: I it's hope the honey.
5: I, what was it? Honey it was bourbon? 50 proof. That's that's Jim Beam with honey that you may have taken there. That is not the right bottle, Brian. Oh, darn uh, it.
3: Dang it. Well, yeah. Well, well, you know what? You know what that should tell you? I brought more emotion to the listeners mm-hmm. than Austin Theory did. Somebody...
5: Give him the office. Tell him to watch this. Somebody needs to get fired up. We're getting fired up on your behalf. Son, figure something out. They need to figure something out with this guy. Brother, Dom, make sure you have your finger
3: on that button from now on. I'm doing my best, but I'm not my normal self.
5: You want to bring it down a little bit? Talk about Orange Cassidy. No, I got more. I got
3: more. Okay. They did this match. Yeah, I'll go back on Austin Theory. God bless the guy. I got nothing against him except I swore you guys remember the build to mania and he was going to face John Cena and John Cena came out and cut that promo and just eviscerated the guy. And then like Cena did interviews later and he goes, you know, I meant everything that I said because the idea here is like, if you want to be the next guy, if you want to go to the next level, like, you know, and people have said before, I just read an interview with somebody else. uh, It's Corbin Corbin in an interview and, uh, I think it was Corbin, but somebody there. The point of it was, like, one thing about John Cena, whatever you think about the guy, you know, and he is, like, a robot and a company man and everything, but he will be a straight shooter to you. So uh, it actually was Corbin talking about somebody else. But anyway, Cena will tell you, you know, He'll tell you what he thinks. He's not going to sugarcoat stuff. (laughs) And And Corbin
5: was talking about somebody else, but that's somebody else. No, I'll get get to it
3: later. Would you shut up? It was someone else who did the same thing Cena does. But anyway, the point was, uh, you know, Cena's going to be a straight shooter. And, you know, obviously it got cleared by the office and everything like that. But his idea was, I got to light a fire underneath this guy because he's just there. Like, he's not showing me anything to be this top guy. So, they, they do the match, and it's every John Cena match you've ever seen, but Austin Theory wins. John Cena puts him over. And so, okay, you beat John Cena at WrestleMania. Let's freaking go! Right? Well, right. where are we now? He's in the exact, exact same place he was before he faced John Cena, before he wrestled John Cena, before he beat John Cena at WrestleMania. He's added like, nothing to make him stick out beyond, like, anybody. Anybody. So, like, I have to watch the show. We have to watch the show. If this guy is going to be one of your 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 top stars down the road, he's got to show me something. He's got to stick out in some way. His promos don't stick out. His work doesn't stick out. I mean, I guess his, his physique, he's got a good physique. But, dude, lots of guys have good physiques nowadays. I mean, what do you have that sticks out here?
5: Mark Jindrak. I mean, I hate to say it, but, like, that's a great kind of example where, like, maybe he shows you something behind the scenes. And, look, I know Mark Jindrak has had an incredible career in Mexico working for CMLL. But here, there's just nothing resonated. And they try different things with him to give him personality in both WCW and in WWE, and they just... People did not latch on to it, and you'd look at him and go, he looks the part. There have been a lot of guys who have been like that. Matt Morgan has been like that, and again, people have been tripped up by bad booking, but you look at him and you go, that should be the guy. And Austin Theory, especially being so young, and we saw him for a long time, feud with Darby Allen in, uh, in Evolve, you know, wrestle a lot there. He was one of the guys that Gabe had... You know, at a time where he had a lot of good guys, and he was built up, and he was really looking good, and he got to NXT, and he was still looking okay, and then it just kind of plateaued. And then he was going to be part of Seth's crew, and then they backed off of that, which was a good idea. Then he was going to be, and he was, Vince McMahon's boy, and that was terrible. So you had to tear him down and build him back up again, which they started to do. People made fun of him. He was going to fight him back. And things were going okay, but then it just flatlined. And at some point here, something's going to have to give with either how you present him, but even more so than that, how he can get his personality across and get his words across in a way that make people actually care about seeing him. Because again, if he disappeared now, I don't think anybody would actually miss him being gone.
3: Yeah. Talking to my lawyer. All right, then we had uh, Charlotte D.L. Sky, uh, Charlotte Beater, 16 minutes, went way too long, and uh, Santos and Austin Theory. I mean, hey, at least Santos beat him clean, which actually makes me sad because And I presume Santos wins the tournament and then loses to him at SummerSlam when he should win. I mean, it's time to get going with Santos Escobar. I've been saying this forever. He finally got called up. And uh, let's do something here. And then, of course, we had the rules of engagement. And uh, that's set up for SummerSlam. We'll have more matches set up tonight. And uh, maybe a stipulation for that uh, Cody-Brock Lesnar match. Anyway, Collision, Ring of Honor, pay-per-view after the break. Observer Live.
0: vaccinated with Prevnar 20.
7: So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia.
6: If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20 pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live
2: with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Hey, come on! Back
3: in the show, Brian Alvarez
2: here, Wrestling
3: Observer Live.
5: Now he's going to play Hurt again. This is like Vincent the Chin Gigante like roaming around the streets of New York in a in a robe when the FBI was looking at him like a beaten old man, like, why are you coming after me? That's Brian with the FCC right now. No, no. you know
3: whose Welcome fault this is? You know whose fault this is? It's, it's Filthy Tom, well, as usual. Well. Because if I didn't do his show before this show, I wouldn't have been in that mode. He He pushes my buttons and he riles me up. And then this happens. Golly. Couldn't happen to a better guy. it could happen to a lot of better guys that don't have jobs on the radio. You just love watching me suffer. I don't even know why. Oh yeah. I'm a perfectly friendly, likable, nice guy. Why does who? everyone why does everyone like to see me suffer? To who? I don't who? get it. Who to who are you a friendly, nice guy to? Everybody. Not to Oreo. You're
5: not a good friend He's to not handle. a guy.
3: He's a stupid whale. Mm. And he's a thief. And he's a pirate. Why would I be nice to somebody like
5: that? See, you are... that. You know what that's like? That's like... Mother Nature.
3: That's like Darby Allen coming out of the beginning collision and telling the world that CM Punk is his best friend and managing to get booed. You know what it takes well, to boo Darby it's... Allen? Well, he found a way. Because this opening segment was just hilarious. Because... You know, Ricky Starks appears to be going heel. CM Punk well, is supposed to be a babyface. Well... The fans loved Ricky. They hated Punk. That's true. They no, set up... No, wait, that's not true. No, at the, the opening segment... I'm not talking about the main event. The opening segment on the show, he got zero cheers. He walked out and it was 100% boos. Darby got booed, saying that he was CM Punk's friend. It was a 100% heel reaction in that opening segment. And then uh they set up a tag match which uh was Punk who is booed against Darby who's usually cheered but got booed against Ricky who is a heel who got cheered and Christian who is a heel but uh yeah I'm just all right
5: <laughs> I think there's a lot of shades of gray on that show if you look at it it's amazing they got a roster of what 3000 people in AEW But this feels like a, a Mid South show in some ways from like '83, where it's like Christian is Skandar Akbar, everybody hates him. But then there's CM Punk, and depending on who he's up against, eh, people will cheer him or boo him. Then there's Ricky Starks, who, again, everybody's like a shade of gray here right now. Is he a heel? Is he a baby face? It depends on who he's facing. I don't know why they're going hard in the direction of making Ricky Starks do heelish things and have him hold on to the ropes. I mean, I guess they have a story for it. But I don't think it's something that people have wanted. But with that said, again, I think they're lucky on that show, considering they only feature X amount of people, that if he's facing the House of Black, he's probably going to get cheered wildly. But if he's facing Darby Allin in a one-on-one, Darby Allin's probably going get, to gonna get cheered. And I think that's you know, the same
3: way with CM Punk. You know what's funny about Ricky Starks is that, I'm not sure if people remember this, but he was a heel, and he was so entertaining that the fans decided that he needed to be a babyface, and they essentially turned the guy. You know, he would do that rope walk spot as a heel, and they would pop huge for it, and so they went babyface with him, and then, you know, you could have gone further with him, but then it all stalled out, and now he's going heel again. It's like, we missed out on the opportunity for him being one of your top babyface stars. I don't know why.
5: They do that all the time. That's one thing. They are the kings of of the letdown where was the follow-up with action andretti and chris jericho again that type of angle that they did is used to catapult somebody and they didn't like that would have been a better angle to do with ricky starks frankly you know and then you know make him a title contender right after that but then again in aew's world would there have been a follow-up they have done this so many times and in, in the case of ricky starks i think it's like powerhouse Hobbs too they continue to Go with him as a heel. They continue to have this QTV faction. Again, if he's going to be a heel and he laid out all of QTV, great. You know, make him a man on his own. But having him, you know, linked in with QT, again, it just doesn't work when people want to cheer the guy or at the very least don't want to see him with a bunch of people that they don't want to cheer.
3: We had uh, Jay White and Juice beating Darius in action and Dreddy. 11 minutes. Match was good. But then, uh, you know, Bullet Club Gold hit the ring, beat up the babyfaces afterwards, and that was it. I Tell mean, you what,
5: R- R- Jay White and Ricky, or Jay White and Juice Robinson, fit into that shade of gray as well too. If they're facing the House of Black, they're going to get booed. If they're facing somebody else, you know, or they're going to get cheered. And they're facing somebody else, they're probably going to get booed. The one thing that they have going for them is Austin and Colton Gunn are so annoying. And were so annoying during this match that it is really hard to actually cheer them when you want to kill the guns on the outside screaming bang-bang club over and over again.
3: We had uh, Miro basically squashing Nick Camaroto. And then it was over. And at that point, I really got to thinking that it's one thing on week one. It's it's another thing. You guys remember the, the first episode of Collision? It was like a very, very good show, and it just felt like a self-contained show. Like, okay, that was a fun show. What are the storylines? Like, where are we going? Well, we're now five weeks in, and I'm watching the show, and uh, what's going on here? What What are Jay and Juice doing? What is Miro doing? What is House of Black doing? Acclaimed and Daddy Ass are doing something, but it appears, you know, they went four minutes, Daddy Ass got pinned. Then he took his boots off, stormed out, bowled his way past the acclaim. So they're they're pretending like he's going to be retiring here. And, uh, you know, that is a angle. But, you know, the the biggest thing on this show is, like, what are the storylines? The next segment was FTR. You know, FTR are collision regulars. What's their storyline? Well, their storyline now is they're facing the winners of a Dynamite tournament next week, which is MJF and Adam Cole. And, uh, you know... Do I need to get into this again? Do I need to make people mad again? Yeah, I understand what Dax's gimmick is. Did you watch the promo? This was not an in... Like, Cash did an in-character promo. Dax is upset about dancing and everything like that. I mean, he's talking about how you guys did comedy and there ain't going to be no dancing. And it's like, okay, in storyline, what happened here? Well, what happened was MGF and Adam Cole teamed up in a wrestling tournament, they beat other wrestlers, they won the wrestling tournament, and now they're going to face you in a wrestling match for the wrestling titles. Like it doesn't matter if they danced or whatever. Like, yes it does. I mean the
5: show aired on TV and they saw it and they can comment on it. It did happen, right? I to me, I don't know here's let me also come from it from this place. I don't know if there has been a bunch of pushback and a bunch of conversation about this. I, I, I don't know that. But just watching it, I didn't see there being really any issue with FTR's promo or with Dax's promo other than it was long. And they were in New York. And that, like was we've been talking about the whole time, the New York, that crowd was going to do what it was going to do and cheer who they wanted and all that stuff. To me, they've been doing these skits. They've been doing this stuff on TV. Even if Adam Cole and MJF don't reference it, it's okay to put as part of a promo. It, it makes sense. How else is FTR supposed to build up this match and shoot back against these two opponents, other than well, it's the world champion and then and a great contender. You know, they're they're throwing stuff at the fact that they're being goofs together. So again, I don't know if there is. So much other stuff sewn deep into this, but it didn't certainly seem that way just just watching it.
3: Sky Blue and Ty had a match. Ty a beater. And then, Am I wrong? I would think that most of the people that watched this promo would agree that it was a bad promo. And uh
5: I I, I, look, I'm not saying it was in the all-time great promos. I just what am what am I missing here? That I, what, inside baseball and everything did I miss? in this? Because
3: if you watch the promo, he's doing Which his promo, and the crowd starts chanting for double clothesline, and he loses train of thought, and he gets flustered, and he has to turn and say, "Yeah, yeah, we like it too." Like it, it, he's he is not prepared right now for the other team to be more over than they are and it was very clear watching the promo as he tried to explain why you shouldn't be cheering them because we killed our bodies for the the tag team championships and they're out there dancing and we don't want dancing and we don't want comedy we just are going to do a wrestling match and uh, that their gimmick though well you you know who did a great promo was cash Cash was all storyline. Everything was all storyline. Okay. And then Dax was in there and having to be flustered because the fans were chanting for the other team and chanting for a double clothesline. Like, uh, I mean, it was pretty, I thought, exactly obvious what was going on
5: here. I guess I'm an adult then who missed this, but maybe people are looking a little bit too into it. I don't know.
3: Now, the tie is sky blue. Taya beat her, and then did a promo, which was essentially, I have not been doing all that great lately, but tonight I won. And you know who else won lately, Britt Baker? You won, but you won against an extra. It's not special to beat an extra. Therefore, Wednesday, we're going to wrestle each other. I say, if you want to go off on a promo, like, this is the what? one. Oh, my God. What? Wow. Wow. I am a loser. You are a loser. You know what? We should wrestle each other. That's like... Uh...
5: The Mike Boyette Invitational.
3: Yeah. And then Punkin Darby against Ricky and Christian. And, uh, you know, I thought the last uh, few minutes of this match were great. I thought the last two, three minutes... All sorts of cool stuff there at the end. But uh this was twenty five minutes long. And uh it certainly did not need to be. And, you know, the crowd got tired at points. They did double clothesline chants, they chanted for the turtleneck and everything like that. And then Punk makes this preposterous hot tag. He's he throws a cartwheel, apparently for Bam Bam Bigelow. But for Bam Bam. He does the old Randy Orton split jump, which uh
5: was that like, was a Bam Bam thing, too. <laughs>
3: what are you doing, bro? Before Orton. And then, uh, anyway, that was that. But then Ricky ended up pinning Darby using the ropes, which, granted, you know, Ricky wasn't going to pin Punk Did CM again. Did Sam Punk
5: do that because he thought Ricky Starks was more over than he was in the building?
3: I don't know I don't know what's going on here, but you know what? It's like if I did a Royal Rampage on Friday night and Darby Allen won and now he's going to get a shot at the uh at the TNT title in Wembley in front of seventy five thousand people, I don't think I would have pinned him on this show, but you know what? They did. So that's that. Yes.
5: It's not a perfect show, is it?
3: And then uh you know what? I can't go over all of it, but very quickly, I guess I will quickly go over all of it. Gravity and Commander, very fun lucha match. If you like lucha and spots, this was the match for you.
5: I loved the line that you know Gravity beat Commander. Doesn't Gravity have a hold on us all?
3: So Gravity yes won Samoa Joe beat Dalton Castle with the choke. Uh, this underdelivered I felt. Aussie Open won the titles, beating best friends Lucha Bros in the Kingdom. This was a great match. Uh, Mogul Embassy beat Leon Ruff and Taguchi and Master Watto. This actually was like a really good match. I gave this three and a half stars. And a lot of people didn't like it, I guess. I don't know, because Leon Ruff was in it or Taguchi and Master Watto just doing a random six man. It's, it's the Watto thing. Whatever. I but I mean, it was good. This was a good match. And then Shibata to beat Daniel Garcia with 30 seconds left with the PK and retain the pure title. Dark Order, Stu Grayson and the Righteous Fight Without Honor. I mean, for what it was, it was great. But, dude, we just saw Blood and Guts three days earlier. And then uh, Claudio beat Pac. Good match, bad finish. And Athena beat Willow Nightingale to uh, retain the women's title in a great main event, which I can talk more about after the break. Observer Live.
7: Pricing
1: information, 800-915-9654, 800-915-9654, 800-915-9654. That's 800-915-9654.
7: Attention homeowners, it's not if something's going to break, it's when. That's homeownership. If your dryer, your refrigerator, or your AC and heating breaks, that's an expensive call. And who do you call? Call now and learn how to get your free month.
1: 800-392-7027. 800-392-7027. 800-392-7027. That's 800-392-7027. Limitations and exclusions apply. First month free with purchase of single plan. Visit choicehomewarranty.com for more details.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back on the show, Brian Alvarez here. <clears throat> Wrestling Observer Live. And, you know, I couldn't help but note that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, earlier this week and for a while now, I've been talking about we got to do something with this AEW women's division because WWE is doing something. And they're drawing with the women. And it's not all of the best working women... Because the women's tag team title match... Which was not a good match in the ring... That did the highest number on Raw last week. Like, it's time to do something with the women. And, you know, I hear all of these excuses... And none of them, to me, hold water. The idea that the women can't draw... Which they can, because a few months ago... They were put in that position, and they did. The idea that, like... Oh, well, you know, what about the uh, the talent level of the women? Dude, Willow Nightingale and Athena was a freaking great match and you know i watched rampage and the um you know the women's match they had on there with stat lander and uh marina shafir they only gave him like four minutes but like you can't watch that match and go you know these two women can't work it's like these are not horrible wrestlers that they have in the AEW women's division what they need is storylines like tony's there booking tons of storylines like all he does is do storylines for every single solitary person on the roster except the women's storylines are like what's the women's storyline the uh the outcasts interfere in every single match that's it like what else is there right now in AEW? we're in a
5: holding plan for Jamie you Hader. absolutely
3: can do storylines with the women they absolutely can do matches you can absolutely make people care but you got to do it If you just presume it's not going to work, you're going to fall further and further behind. Because it's not just like, you know, Jingu here that loves stardom. I mean, the vast majority of people that enjoy pro wrestling are watching WWE right now. And they like watching the women. What does that tell you? So anyway, I'm going to go have more honey. I'll talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live.